A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh, it's so hot here in the United Kingdom. The Met Office has actually pinged us all a warning. So don't go outside because you may die. So that's why bits of clothing keep falling off my body. Because not only am I in a house, which is already warm, but I have a bunch of lights, which are basically hotter than the sun. So hopefully I'm not going to collapse by the end of this video. Which may very well happen because there was a couple of things on Raw that just makes you go, I can't believe it. Doesn't Vince McMahon like to have some fun with? But you know what? I'm all pumped because crowds are back. My name is also Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling and Ups and Downs show where we give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down and we are doing it for the first episode of Monday Night Raw with real people in what feels like forever. Let's up those doubts. Raw was like we had gone into the DeLorean and travelled back to 2016. Because John Cena was here, fans were cheering him as they were when he was the US champion doing the US Open Challenge. It just made me feel all warm and fuzzy down in my tum-tum because he has now entered super-duper star status because, my word, everybody was losing their minds. Cena let us know how much he'd missed the fans, which included me, so I was like, oh, John, you're such a card, while also getting a suicide reference in there because he's a very smart man before he turned his attention to Roman Reigns. Boo! I'm not entirely sure I followed what he was talking about, but at one point, and he did say he loves the fans, so he's come back for the fans, and because of the fans, he's gonna go and take out our tribal chief. And I was like, man, you may as well go on the microphone and just said biscuit. That would have made as much sense. Thankfully, he did go on from there and he gave us some clarity because one, he wants that elusive 17th world title reign, and he should always mention that when a championship is up for grabs. But two, he thinks Roman Reigns is an absolute piece of trash, and I think he called him an overhyped gimmick, which was very nice, because these are the things that he and Bray Wyatt said to each other, which leads us on to another point. The last time we saw John Cena, he was lost in the Firefly Funhouse, but let's not even worry about it. He also said that Roman believed in his own hype, and I was like, John, you clearly haven't been watching the show, because he's going to come over to Raw with a harpoon gun and just shoot you right in the head. But the big reveal is, of course, that at SummerSlam, he wants to take on Roman Reigns. And that is just a major marquee match. I even had sort of casual wrestling fans texting me going, Simon, I'm so excited. When I say many, I meant one person, but it just goes to show it's getting people interested. John then said, let the show commence and Riddle came out and they did like a bro off. So that was basically giving him the rub. And all of this, well, it was just great because of the fans, because of the reaction and because John Cena 
He's just very good at what he does. And then, of course, remembered it was Raw. It doesn't matter that you've got these real faces in the crowd. If they can figure out a way to do a rematch, they're going to do a rematch. It was AJ Styles, Omos, and John Morrison taking on the Viking Raiders and Riddle. So while it wasn't sort of like a specific rematch, they had found a way to make it work. But look, it was fine. It was fun. This was so much like what happened on Sunday night. Omos even grabbed AJ again and just launched him into his enemies. And then he started beating up Riddle. And I was like, oh my gosh, Omos is beating up Riddle. And I don't really know why. I just didn't expect it to happen. I'm a very strange man. Vikings were in soon to take out AJ and John Morrison before John Morrison was able to go for Starship Pain. But he is entering Jeff Hardy's Swanton Bomb territory with this. I swear if we worked out the percentages, he probably only hits it like 37% of the time. And when you get to that point, Johnny, I think you need to come up with a new move. Riddle then sprayed Omos with the dripstick, but when he turned around, the Miz had it. So all the crowd were like, oh, he's been got. What a pantomime this is. But poor John Morrison. This distracted him so much, he didn't know what was going on. He's like, oh no, my friend, the Miz is going to die. And he walked into the Viking experience and he lost. And this does mean that next week, it is going to be AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Viking Raiders for the World Championships. So Groundhog Day is back. Like I say, though, it was fun enough, if not a little uncreative, but also bring down the distraction board. It rolls up to 79. So if we don't get through 100, well, we're going to get to 100. Jackson Riker then told us he is going to do some bad things to Elias. And I went, why? What is the point? You've already whipped his hairs for like three weeks straight. How on earth could anybody justify doing this again? I mean, if I worked in HR, I'd ring up Vince McMahon and say, uh, no, you can't do that. I think the poor man's been beaten up enough. He was then back after Elias had come to the ring and done his whole ding, ding, ding. Why don't you come walk with Elias? And said, oh, I'm basically going to murder you. And from nowhere, we just had a symphony of destruction match. I mean, where did it come from? Well, look, did we see a man get hit with a keyboard? Yes. Did we see a man get hit by a cello? Yes. Did we see a man get hit by a piano? Yes. Did we see a man get basically suplexed off the top rope through a table to the outside? The answer is yes. So this was entertaining. This was nuts. This was over the top. It absolutely has to be the last match between Elias and Jackson Riker. Of course, Jackson Riker won. Otherwise, Captain Picard would be mad. So I am going to give it an up. But I swear, if we do this again in seven days... Well, I can't do much, but no, I'll be very annoyed and I will send a tweet. It then turned out that Mansoor and Ali are going to be a tag team because Mansoor had gone to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville and said, her, I would like this. And while Ali was quite upset about it, he said, well, you know, for one night only, we should do it. Now, I think I must have misheard this correctly because then they never appeared again on the show. I thought we were going to do it on Raw, but I guess it's going to be next week. I do think this could work, though, because these guys do have chemistry, although I will put my hands up and admit this is essentially the exact same story we are doing with RK Bro, but given that Randy Orton has just vanished into dust, I guess somebody else can pick up the mantle. Sheamus then interrupted all of this and thankfully echoed our feelings, because he had clearly looked at the running order and gone, what do you mean I'm fighting Humberto Carrillo again? I was like, what, he's fighting Humberto Carrillo again? Why? Nobody could actually give me an answer because Sheamus has destroyed him week in, week out. But I suppose once again, we'll do it in front of live fans and hopefully, boom, it'll be done. Charlotte Flair was then out for a promo and you will not believe how all of this ends. Flair was getting a mixed reaction because of course she was. WWE has no idea whether she's a good guy or a bad guy. Although she did have a pretty terrific line and all the crowd were going, Becky Lynch. She just went, yeah, don't worry, Becky. She's at home breastfeeding. I thought that was pretty good. She then went on to tell us that she is now an 11 
11-time or a 12-time or a 57-time champion, because of course WWE is desperate to get her as close to her father's record as possible. And I don't know about you, but I sat there going five, four, three, two, one. And then as soon as my fake watch hit zero, I knew that somebody was going to come out and interrupt. And of course it was Rhea Ripley, because again, we all like to do the same thing every single week. Ripley also wanted a rematch, and if you want a reason for that, it's flub you, that's why. So Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce came back and said, well, I think this would be a great main event, so we're just going to do it. And the justification was, during her earlier promo, Charlotte had gone, Rhea Ripley, I can beat you any day of the week. So if you are a wrestler watching this, you better be really careful about the words come out of your mouth, because these crazy general managers are taking everything literally. Now this does end really wildly, and we will talk about that when we get to the end of Ups and Downs, but WWE has actually now fallen into this pattern where if you want a championship match, you just walk out and go, can I have a championship match, please? And the other person goes, no, or yes. Now they do say no, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville come out and say, no, we'd like to do it. And you can do that, but we are living in a make-believe world where you can do whatever the hell you want. Why can't we just have a little bit more fun with it? So look, Flair was very good here, as was Rhea Ripley. They're always very good, but they're just dealing with dumplings. I don't know what that means. The point is down. Charlotte attacked Rhea afterwards in order to give us some drama for later. But don't even worry about that because the drama we do finish with, well, it gets much higher than this. This then kind of continued because we had Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler taking on Tamina. What's that? Oh, is there somebody meaner? And Natalia. And it basically went a couple of minutes. Reginald was on the outside and he was doing all the, oh, I don't know what's happening. So he distracted everybody. Shayna and Nia Jax just lost. So I count that as a distraction finish. So bring back the board. It rolls up to 80. And I just don't understand the point of this anymore. Or why we even did this match. Down. Thankfully, though, we did end this. Because afterwards, Shayna said to Nia, do you not realize we used to be really good until you brought Reg aboard? Can you not see how he's dragged us down? So Nia Jax went over to Reginald. She gave him a hug, but she then headbutted the man and these two walked off as pals. So I was like, wait a minute. Have we just ended something that wasn't really working? We have. And did we actually put some story in there? We did. And I was absolutely dumbfounded, but fair play to WWE, I'm giving it up. It was also, unfortunately, a very, very sad day, though, because we did have Tamina. And as always, we asked the question, well, was she meaner than the last time we saw her, which was money in the bank? And she didn't actually do much of anything on this evening. So we bring it down. And the answer to was Tamina Mina is actually no. Damn it. We then did give Reggie something because he instantly won the 24-7 title. And I've already talked about this in the past. I'm just tired of it all now. And it's nobody's fault. It's just jump the shark, as they say. And I can't believe that WWE keeps doing it. But he rolled up Tazawa. And Reginald's probably already lost it on social media. But I haven't seen it yet. I just don't care anymore. Then from nowhere, a huge graphic appeared on the screen and said, oh, by the way, later, the NXT champion, Karrion Cross, is debuting on Raw. I'm like, couldn't we have waited five minutes and done some kind of surprise? As it turned out, WWE had already released this on social media. But this stuff just comes at you so fast and you never have any idea. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is 
absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Sheamus versus Humberto for the US title was next, and I'm just going to say it was fine and move on because it was fine, and now I think we all, including these guys, should move on. Korea wasn't destroyed as he has been over the last few weeks, although he did look like an idiot here because towards the end he just punched Sheamus right in the face and then went, oh, my hand, because of course Sheamus is still wearing that face mask. I was like, Humberto, what did you think was going to happen? Like a marshmallow was going to come out of it, it was going to be lovely. You go, oh, mm, I love marshmallows. Of course not. Anyway, Seamus hit with the bro kick. One, two, three. That was it. It can have it up. I don't know why. It's kind of just there. But I like being positive. MVP and Bobby Lashley then just proved that they have leveled up their act ever since they went, you know what? We have been mucking around too much and we need to be a couple of destroyers walking through the apocalypse. I'm really enjoying them at the moment. Up. Because that was basically their point too. Kofi was right in all of their criticisms of the champion. So there's no more games. There's no more nonsense. There's no more women. There's no more money. It's just about challenging everybody in the locker room and destroying them because Bob doesn't care, which is exactly what he was going to do now because he had an open challenge. And I sat there and I was like, well, who the hell could it be? Who is going to receive some kind of a reaction? And I tell you, I never saw it coming. What it did do, though, was fill me with joy because for months we have all been asking, where is Keith Lee? What happened to Keith Lee? I hope Keith Lee is okay. And as it turns out, he is back on Monday Night Raw because he walked down the aisle hill to a very nice reaction and it just made me feel good for him to be back doing what he loves. And now look, did he lose? Yes. Was this an absolutely stupid decision by WWE? Yes, because he basically got murdered as well. I mean, he didn't stand a chance, but some things are just more important than professional wrestling. And there was one point where I was like, man, I really am worried about Keith Lee because he keeps saying these really cryptic things. So knowing, I'm just repeating myself, but knowing that he has come back and hopefully he will be a constant member of the roster, that is all I cared about. Did he get much offense in here? No, he did not. <laughs> Bobby Lashley 
absolutely crushed him. I mean, in my book, that would have been a main event feud. What do I know? I am just a bald asshole. But the big reveal, I suppose, was that seconds after this, as Bobby Lashley was posing on the ropes, like, oh man, I'm the WWE champion and I'm great, Goldberg's music hit. And as was well noted, it wasn't a secret at all. Bill has come back to the WWE. He told Bobby Lashley that he's going to be next. We are going to do that at SummerSlam. And look, as long as it ends with Big E cashing in his money in the bank to get revenge on his friend, I don't even care. We have a video coming out soon. You can keep your eye on it for more of my explanation about this. But look, Goldberg, to me, still comes across like a star. And as long as Bob wrecks him like he's wrecked everybody else, that will be super duper cool because really, sit down and think about it. Who the hell really has ever wrecked Goldberg? I do agree though, it is just another dude coming to the ring and going, can I have a title match please? And the other guy going, you sure can. Although that actually didn't happen because not only did Bobby Lashley go, ah, oh, flub when he saw Goldberg coming to the ring, but afterwards he and MVP went, you know what? We're not even going to mention Goldberg. He's not in our league. So maybe they're not going to do it obviously they actually are. Thankfully, Jinder Mahal was then here because he has a lot to answer for. Because he had kidnapped Drew McIntyre at Money in the Bank and nobody up to this point seemed to be bothered about it at all. I died straight away because Jinder told us that it was his birthday and I was like, that's why he's upset. That's why he's pissed off. He's annoyed. He hasn't got enough text messages because that's how this whole feud began anyway. But the best gift of all was the fact that Drew is no longer going to be Mr. Money in the Bank because again, him and his cronies went out there and killed him. Shanky then went to sing Happy Birthday to Mahal, which of course is when Drew McIntyre came out and flubbed me sideways. He had a chair and he must have hit this man around about 25 times. Like the chair broke at one point, but the crowd were like, oh no, hit him some more, hit him some more. So Drew went and got another chair and he just hit him some more. So I do like the fact that Crazy Drew is back because listen to the fans' response. This is much better than, oh, I'm going to read you a story, McIntyre. But there's just something that doesn't work for me with this program. And I don't know what it is because I'll take Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. I think they'll have a good match. I think it's because the foundations are just based in silliness. Again, it was like, I don't appreciate how you contact me. So McIntyre was like, I'm going to destroy your bike. I mean, even here, Jinder went, well, I'll just go buy another bike. So it's almost like they don't care, but they clearly do. I do really like both people, but it just ain't clicking for me. Down. And then, yes, my friends, Raw was driving along the cliff edge, and then it was meant to go left, and it steered right, and it went tumbling down to the depths below. And what am I talking about? Well, it's simple. I don't really care if you have somebody win or lose in any of their matches, but you have to justify it. You have to give me a story. You have to give me an angle. But after months of being undefeated on the NXT roster, after destroying everybody that got in his way and barely having a proper challenge, Karrion Cross turned up to Raw, he walked to the ring, he took on Jeff Hardy, who do not forget WWE has done nothing with for months, and Karrion lost in less than two minutes. This was also basically the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment because Jeff rolled him up, Hardy then put his feet on the ropes, so I guess he's a bad guy, although not really, I don't know why we did it, and yeah, that was it. So if you had no idea who Karrion Cross was, you're like, who's this absolute waste of space? He wasn't able to do anything. And if you do know who he is, all it has told you is that everybody in NXT in the world of kayfabe is an absolute chump. Because as soon as Karrion came to the big leagues, he lost, like I say, in 120 seconds. I mean, given that he was on the show as well, look at Goldberg. Do you know what Goldberg did? He walked into WCW and he beat everybody. And because he did that, all the fans thought he was the coolest guy ever. Now you've got Karrion Cross, who even wears the NXT Championship around his waist, as he did here. 
and he didn't do nothing. And sure, afterwards, he got on the microphone, he's like, oh, Jeff Hardy, you've done the worst thing ever. This is the biggest mistake of your life. Like, what do you mean the biggest mistake of his life? He came to work and he did his job. What did you expect him to do? I mean, take real sports. When your team gets a major signing, do you want them to turn up and, I don't know, strike out or drop the ball or miss the net? No, you want them to be successful. And I know what WWE will do. We'll do a rematch next week and because Karrion Cross is so mad, he will just wreck Jeff Hardy. But sometimes first impressions count for a lot. Which means when you take all of this and wrap it up in a ball, it doesn't just get a down. For the first time in a long time on Raw, is getting a brown down. That was almost true for the next segment as well. I mean, man. Now I want to make it very clear at first that I think Alexa Bliss has done very well with her character change because being told, oh, you're going to go from one persona to the complete opposite is really difficult. I think there'd be a lot of people in the world who weren't able to do it, but she has done it with a great degree of success. But that doesn't mean the activities and the scenarios that WWE are putting her in don't come out of my T-screen and make me go, I don't really understand what's going on. Because it was Alexa's playground and Lily is back for some reason, when Eva Marie and The Drop turned up, and Alexa Bliss was like, hey, The Drop, I like you. Hey, Eva Marie, I don't like you. So now I'm going to use my voodoo powers and I'm gonna make you trip up. So she tripped up. And they all tried as well, but it just comes across as so scripted. It just comes across as so awkward. And also, why am I meant to be scared of Lily? What's she gonna do? Turn the lights on and off? She may as well be a part of retribution. So really, I think the massive issue is, is that I just can't buy this, so it looks like people acting in a television show. And that can never be the way, because you have to suspend your disbelief. Down. Which moved us on to our main event, and all day long, WWE, or at least people around WWE, have been teasing, oh my gosh, they've got a huge ending for Raw, so you better check it out. This means I was very excited. And it turned out it was absolutely true. Because it was Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. And while I would love to run you through how good this was and how they took everything they did at Money in the Bank and they carried it on, I can't because I don't want to waste your time like WWE wasted my time because it ended in a disqualification. My word and my board of DQs. Because about halfway through, Charlotte decided I had to hell with it. I don't want to do this anymore. She went to leave. Rhea said, no, you're not leaving. So Flair took her belt and she just thwonked her right on the head. And of course, that caused the disqualification. So bring it down. There's the DQ board, which I'm glad I started because it now acts as evidence and it rolls up to 40. This sent Ripley nuts though as she murdered Charlotte Flair, including giving her the riptide on the outside, when all of a sudden Nikki Ash's music hit and your brain goes, wait a minute, Nikki Ash is the money in the bank card. No way are they gonna do it 24 hours after the fact. But she did take her briefcase, she did give it to the referee, she did climb to the top rope, and when she was there, she perched and she perched and she perched. And as Charlotte Flair turned around, Nikki Cross soared through the air, she hit the crossbody, and the referee went one, and the referee went two, and the referee went three. So not only do we have a brand new Raw Women's Champion, but the fans lost their minds. I lost my mind, it's like, oh, I can't believe we saw a championship shame, which meant Raw ended with a satisfying, feel-good ending, which probably made loads of people go, oh my gosh, I had a good time, maybe I should come to the show next time they're in town. And honestly, WWE does not do this enough. Fair play to Nikki Cross for becoming Nikki Ash and turning it into an absolute success. This is a very, very easy up. Good for her. So it was just fun. I know I use that word all the time now, but that should be what wrestling always is. And I know deep down in our nerd bellies, we're like, oh no, what's going to happen next week? She's probably going to lose it. But we don't have to worry about that now. That's our future selves problems. Let's just bask 
in the moment. Which did bring us to the end of Raw, and I don't really know what to make of it, because a lot of the problems were still there, like the rematches and the fact we're gonna do Raw rematches and the Carrier Cross stuff and the Keith Lee stuff, but then you had the really nice ending. So you're completely lost. So I'm gonna sit on the fence, I'm gonna be an asshole, and it gets a thumb in the middle. <laughs> That's right, no up, no down. I'm breaking my own system. If Dave Meltzer can do it, <laughs> so can I. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.